It's worth knowing what's really going on. This is the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Donald Trump has been indicted in Atlanta. We have so many court dockets to follow, but we haven't really seen anything yet. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution has covered every moment of this historic case. I've been writing about this investigation for two and a half years. Our team is led by reporters Bill Rankin and Tamar Hallerman. Follow our coverage on AJC.com and listen to new in-depth episodes of the award-winning podcast, Breakdown, the Trump Indictment, only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. You all can learn something new by subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution's new newsletter called Unapologetically ATL. It's all about the people, the events, and the entertainment happening in Metro Atlanta that Black people might want to know about. So subscribe today at www.ajc.com slash unapologetically ATL. This, my friends, is Access Atlanta. It's a new podcast that shares the best things to do, see, eat, and experience. Welcome to Access Atlanta. I'm your host, Shane Harrison, and this week I'm here once again with our dining editor, Lagaya Figueres. Welcome. Hello. How are you? I'm great. And uh, we're here to talk about uh, the dining guide, which is one of my favorite times of year. Yay, another dining guide. The yes. fall dining guide is out, and the theme is dun 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 dun. <laughs> Noodles. Noodles. Noodles of noodles. Everybody loves noodles and everybody does noodles. And that's one of the the most interesting things to find out about this is that that noodles are everywhere. Noodles are everywhere. So many cuisines you can take a look at around the world and, and, and noodles are part of the diet. Yep. Yeah, so so we went to you. You went and and investigated a whole bunch of noodles. Uh, it's all, of course, in the dining guide, which is in print uh, and online. So you can check out all of this stuff there, and uh, we'll we'll give you all of that info how to do that. It is at ajc.com/noodles, and we will repeat that again so that uh, you don't miss it. So tell us a little bit about what you did. Um, first of all. We had to kind of define noodles for this. Right. All right. So I'm just going to give you the basic definition. A noodle, loosely defined as a thin, usually flat strip of boiled dough. Okay. okay. So that's pretty basic, right? Yeah. Um, noodles can be made with rice flour. They can be made with buckwheat or a combination of buckwheat and wheat, which is soba noodles, for example. Right. Um, certain pastas, we included pastas in this. Now, obviously, we're talking about the long strands, such as right. fettuccine or obviously spaghetti. Linguini. Uh, linguini, right? Angel hair, um, as opposed to something like, you know, ravioli or whatnot. Right. Um, and th- that, you know, you would see that may- typically we're going to talk about double zero flour in those and yes. the addition of eggs. Mm-hmm. Um, so in total, when we and, and I even actually did a piece on um, what I'm calling noodle-ish, and that's tr- giving vegetables noodle treatment. Oh, yes. Right? yes. Okay, so Zoodles and such. Right, like right. <laughs> um, but when you look at this broad spectrum of the types of noodles that are out there and how they're treated, uh, in the end, we uh, were able to include noodle dishes from 12 different countries wow. uh, at 45 restaurants in, in greater Atlanta. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a lot of uh, noodle eating. That is. Lo- now, and also, you said I did research. I have a 
whole team right. of people from the um, you know the the dining team that that were on the scout for right. fabulous noodle dishes. Yeah, so, so you don't don't yeah. have a, a little noodle OD. And, right. and, uh, I think we're all a little noodled out now, <laughs> but it was lots of fun. Hopefully, people will start slurping up. Cool. So you you went and uh, you know learned. How people put these dishes together, make the noodles and all of that, right? right? Well, you know, one of the interesting things. Let's just talk about ramen to start with. Right. I, you know, I, I think some people their first introduction to ramen might be you know, the cheap eat for college right. kids type thing that you rip open from the the package and you dump this, you know, these dehydrated noodles, microwave yes. them with some water and packed dump it. with MSG goodness. <laughs> Rocket. <laughs> all right, but 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 Japanese. Ramen is just something to behold. I mean, right. it starts with this absolutely amazing broth, right? So we took a look at at some of those dishes, um, and I think that some people might not know about the brothless ramen that actually exists, which is the mazeman. Right. Um, so that's kind of an, an interesting bit to to explore as yeah. well. And what what was fun too for Atlanta, we um, put ramen side by side with. Pho, which is you know the Vietnamese version of, right. of the noodle soup, and that's made with um, the rice noodles. And we kind of broke them down into six categories. So we're talking about we had one that we considered kind of like what's the standard if you want to you know try to um, here's here's like the quintessential version. Right. Um, and then one was what's the best use of chicken in in in, in both instances, a vegetarian um, version, best for late night because everybody knows that you know that. Sometimes drunk people, you know, yeah. food or the cure all in the morning right, for hangover. Right. Um, a fancy frou frou version, and then a best local spin. Yeah. So cool. Local spin was kind of cool. Um, we ended up choosing. Um, let's see. Richard Southern Fried has a really, really awesome take on um, uh, pho, and then uh, for the. Uh, Ramen. We went over to. Um, we we had to hands down pick the ramen from from Bocalupo. Yeah, and Which, both of those really just yeah. they're they're both great southern takes on those um, you know traditional noodle soups. Right. It just goes to show that I mean you know inventive chefs can take things from from other cultures and then inject them with the the local flavors and yep. and and it works. Right. Right, absolutely. Uh, for me, one of the interesting ones was to think a little bit outside the box, and not just Asian countries or Italy, but also that you know there there are other countries where we see noodles. I would love to have written about pancit, which is a Filipino noodle right. dish, one of my favorite noodle dishes. Unfortunately, we don't have um, really Filipino um, restaurants in in Atlanta. But, yeah. But, but so that's kind of missing. I wish I could have yeah. talked about that's a fun one. <laughs> but but I did look at ones from expressions from Spain and mm-hmm. also Mexico. Right. I don't know if you know about uh, a dish called Rosicat Negro. Have you heard of that before? No, that's new new to me. New to you. Okay, so, uh, and you can actually find it periodically at Cooks and Soldiers. Mm-hmm. In fact, the week that um, uh, that we're talking, uh, they're going to have it as a special at Cooks and Soldiers, which is, um, you know, a Basque, the Basque cuisine right. um, that's uh, at the restaurant over in, um, uh, on what the Atlanta's west side. But typically, this is a Catalan specialty. So mm-hmm. we're talking about the region in uh, northeast Spain. Yeah. Um, and it's made with what's called fideos. That noodle, right. the word uh, noodle in, in Spanish is fideos. Those are egg noodles, and they're really, really thin. Think, um, and they're broken into small pieces. Right. 
Um, but the dish, and it, it's a striking dish because it's made with squid ink and typically with, with mm. calamari. So you've mm. got this blackness in it. Yeah. Unlike um, in other countries, you don't cook fideos in a pot of boiling water. Right. You, you cook them in the actual sauce, and they just soak up all this flavor. And it almost like you cook uh, paella. Right. So it's a it's a really beautiful dish that I don't think a lot of people are familiar with. Right. Anyway, it's called Rosé Hot and Negro, and, yeah. and one can try that at Cooks and Soldiers. Yeah. And the other one was, um, you know, I was talking with Eddie Hernandez over at Taqueria del Sol. Same thing. You know, he's like, hey, you know, we don't, people typically don't think about Mexico as a place for noodles, but definitely they eat them there too. Mm-hmm. And in his instance, um, he was doing a sort of like um, uh green tomato, stewed green tomato type thing um, that he cooked in the noodles with, or actually he poured it on as a sauce. Um, but the sauce, the way that he, once he kind of cooked it down, he used then uh, green pepper and cilantro, and it gave it almost this pesto-like texture. Right. It's beautiful, and he, he served that with um, um, sort of like pork chops. Huh. Yum, wow. huh? Yum. Yeah, yeah, that sounds delicious. So, and dessert-wise, you know what the big noodle dessert is? Yeah, noodle kugel? There you got it, <laughs> yes. There's one place you can get it all the time in Atlanta, you know, because it's not necessarily a, a, I mean, sometimes it's thought of as sort of like a, a holiday-type yeah. um, dessert, mm-hmm. but you can get it over at Bogart's in uh, Sandy Springs. Oh, okay. And there you go. Put that one in your back pocket uh. when you're driving around there. What we did was go into three Atlanta restaurants where we really wanted to explore um, the reverence that they give to noodles. Right. Uh, one of the places is Lanzu Ramen, mm. which is where there's just this mesmerizing wind. You can watch the chefs there um, through the window, yeah. and they're hand-pulling these these noodles. I don't know if people are familiar, but Lanzu actually references a city in China, and that's where this type of noodle um, originated. Mm-hmm. Typically, it's going to be served in a beef broth. And those guys pulling and pulling and pulling and stretching these noodles because it's such a high gluten flour that they use. They get super stretchy and you watch them twirl and stuff and cut it and then boom, it goes into the pot and probably 30 seconds it takes to cook and it's done. Yeah. So that's one. That's one of the great things about fresh noodles is it's like the cooking time is is so quick. Instantaneous. I mean, but of course, you know, someone's taken a lot of time putting them together to begin with. (laughs) Absolutely. The next place is to book Lupo in Inman Park mm. with Bruce Logue. Uh, he showed us how he makes both his um, the pastas for you know the fettuccine, mm-hmm. which is one of the dishes that we featured in the the dining guide, as well as the ramen that I mentioned. For his pasta, I found it really interesting that when he was showing me the dough, he talked about how as winter comes on, so once it gets colder. Um, the color of his dough is going to change because the color of the eggs changes as the chickens hmm. are doing less foraging. I mean, he's using very farm fresh right. eggs here. And as they're doing less foraging in wintertime, um, the egg is a little bit less vibrant in its color. Uh-huh. So he's like, yeah, it kind of, hmm. it's kind of like when you get a really fresh tomato in the summer oh, and yeah. you can tell the difference between obviously a summer and a winter oh, tomato. Yes. Well, he can tell the difference here even with his pasta. Yeah. So that's interesting. And uh, lastly, we took folks over to uh, Nakado. That's the Japanese restaurant on Cheshire mm-hmm. Bridge. They've been around for almost 50 years now. And Sachi Nakado, she's the third generation operator there, um, talked to us about the importance of you know noodles in, in Japanese culture. Um, I don't know, do, are, do you know um, that, uh, that there's actually a tradition among the Japanese to eat soba noodles on New Year's Eve? 
No, I didn't know that. Yes, because it's a it's like a good luck thing. Right. Um, because sobas are really firm to the bite. Um, they eat the soba noodles because it's easy to break them um, when you're eating. And so it symbolized sort of like breaking off the old year and huh. starting new. Wow, that's yeah. interesting. I never heard that. I know that it's like in, I think in, in some Chinese uh, culture, it's like in that there's like the long life, the, the, the long noodles represent long mm-hmm. life mm-hmm. and things like that. But but I hadn't heard that. Yeah, the idea of um, like breaking uh, breaking with the past right. and, and starting anew. I oh, love that. Cool. Yeah. It is cool. The other thing that, you know, people probably know this, but maybe if they don't, we should just say it. Slurping is recommended. It's, <laughs> it's important. And actually, there's a reason behind it. When you um, have the the soup is typically really really hot, right? Mm-hmm. And it's hot, it's served hotter than um, than maybe American soup might right. be. Right. All right. So the idea of the the need to slurp actually comes because you're kind of bringing air into it, mm-hmm. your mouth as well, so you're cooling it down. Right. And uh, the other reason for slurping is because it lets your cook or the chef um, know that you really <laughs> like the dish. <laughs> right. Yeah. Interesting, right? Now, yeah. here's one last thing that I also learned. You know, I mean, there's there's definitely um, uh, etiquette to go along with your chopstick. You shouldn't, you know, just jab them into the top of your, to the bowl kind of thing. That's yeah. a very bad gesture. Yeah. But did you know that they um, have a special thing with toothpicks, too? No. Yes. All right. Oh. You don't just use a toothpick to clean. Once you've used a toothpick to, you know, pick out whatever between your teeth. <laughs> right. um, Japanese toothpicks actually have notches in them. Huh. So you can break off the notch and you set it down almost as a rest for your toothpick so that it doesn't touch the table and make things dirty. Just like you have a reverence with toothpick or to, with um, chopsticks, right. there is actually a reverence of, of the toothpick so that you put it in this teeny tiny rest. Huh. Well, that's interesting. I know. I, we learned yeah, all, I, that is, who that's knew? new. Yeah. That's what happens when you go on a hunt for noodles. Yeah. You, find, you learn all sorts of other fun facts right. surrounding the, the cuisine. Yeah, well, it's just fascinating, all of the different noodles and all of the different cuisines that have noodles. Uh, it, it's it's just amazing to think it's something that, that ties together most of the world, really. I absolutely agree. <laughs> well, cool. So so the, the dining guide is online. Uh, you can check out all of these noodle dishes. Um, AJC.com slash noodles. That's, that's where you'll find everything. Uh, all of the visits to these various restaurants, some of the best dishes in town for noodles. Thanks for coming by and bringing us this awesome collection of noodles. You are welcome. So go slurp and twirl your way through the noodle repertoire of Atlanta restaurants. <laughs> Let's see what's happening in and around Atlanta over the next 10 days. The brews are the headliners at the annual Decatur Craft Beer Festival, but in between unlimited sips, they'll have live bands and a DJ. The Fest offers beverages from more than 80 breweries, and your admission ticket gets you a souvenir glass. Of course, you must be 21 or older to attend since this is an alcohol-centric event. The Decatur Craft Beer Festival happens noon to 5 p.m. on October 19th. Tickets are $50 with a limited number of $100 VIP tickets available. It all takes place on the Courthouse Square in downtown Decatur. For more info and to get tickets, go to DecaturBeerFestival.com. 
Jazz pianist Brad Meldow and English tenor Ian Bostridge will perform at Emory University's Emerson Concert Hall at the Schwartz Center for Performing Arts on October 18th. Meldow and Bostridge met back in 2015, and since that time, Meldow has composed the song cycle The Folly of Desire, especially for Bostridge. The pair will perform the work, which includes lyrics from the works of Shakespeare, Yeats, Auden, and E. Cummings. The duo will also perform Schumann's Dichterliebe. It happens at 8 p.m. October 18th. Jazz pianist Brad Meldow and English tenor Ian Bostridge perform at 8 p.m. October 18th at Emerson Concert Hall on the campus of Emory University. Tickets are $47 to $55, and you can find those at arts.emory.edu. Netherworld is back with two themed haunted houses for the upcoming season. Night of the Gorgon, based on the creature from Greek mythology that can turn people to stone if it looks straight in the eye, centers around an apocalyptic cult that celebrates the creature. Cold-Blooded, the second themed attraction, features cloned prehistoric life forms spliced with the DNA of reptilian alien subjects. Flesh-eating dinosaurs, lizard men, and other horrors await visitors, according to Netherworld. It's more than just haunted houses, though. There's a new Netherworld laser adventure battle arena, the House of Creeps Monster Museum, and a carnival-like midway, complete with refreshments. Netherworld is open nightly through November 3rd and also on November 8th and 9th. Tickets range from $25 to $65. It's located at 2076 West Park Place Boulevard in Stone Mountain. Get all the info and tickets at fearworld.com. The ghastly dreadfuls have risen from the grave once again to haunt the Center for Puppetry Arts, now through October 26th, with another frightful season of spine-tingling ghost stories and toe-tapping musical numbers. The Ghastly Dreadfuls has become a cult classic on the Atlanta Halloween scene since its debut more than a decade ago. The show includes intricate puppetry, original songs and stories, and dark vaudevillian style. Embrace the darkness at the Center for Puppetry Arts with The Ghastly Dreadfuls through October 26th. Tickets are $20 to $35 and you'll find them at puppet.org. For more things to do in and around Atlanta, go to AJC.com. Our senior editor is Nicole Smith. Podcast edited by Bria Felicien. Music by Bo Emerson and Billy Guin. And I'm your host, Shane Harrison. Join us next week for more Access Atlanta.